right, Tuesday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. As always, be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. 563 people on right now. Switch over to Rumble if you're watching on any other platform. It's the only free streaming, uh, free speech streaming platform out there. Switch over to them. If you are able to do so, do it. And you can do it. Believe me, even I can download apps. I'm not making any money. I think we've made a couple hundred dollars off of Rumble so far. It's about it. But please switch over there. We need to support the parallel economy. We need to support the parallel society. We cannot depend on people who can silence us at any minute. And they use that to manipulate speech. Because silence you, you have to think about all the people that have been on Facebook. I was one of them. My first week podcasting, I was at 900, 900 people on Facebook. And then we got smashed to less than 100 that's what they do. And what they try to do is say, you know, you could have all those people back if you would just say the right thing. And they do is coerce you and they manipulate you into the same things they want you to say. That's why we have to have a parallel economy. We've got to have a parallel society. We cannot be interwoven with the globalist left any longer. All right, let's go right to the Nashville shooter stuff. So what we had happen was somebody leaked it, maybe inside of the NPD, Nash- Nashville Police Department. Somebody leaked it to Stephen Crowder. Stephen Crowder did a great job. He's a patriot. He's a good Good person, awesome streamer. How many people were watching his podcast at the time? 200K. 200,000 people were watching his podcast live when he revealed these things. You've probably already seen it, but I would be remiss if I didn't at least go over it for just a moment. So just to read this to you, this is from Steven Crowder. That's one of the notes right there, but let me read this to you. Um, breaking Nashville Trans Manifesto. You can leave it up. It doesn't matter. Leaked. Um, I have a high. I have... I hope I have a high death count. Shooters specifically targeted students with white privileges. So when you see all of this rhetoric from Karine Jean and Ilan Omar and Iona Presley and Rashida Tlaib and AOC and all the rest of them, uh, Jamal Bowman and everybody else, where they're constantly espousing that there is white privilege, that white people are holding down black people, that are white people committing acts of violence against black people uh, at, on a systemic level, which are all lies, where you have, where they are all espousing a trans genocide. Now, how do they, how will they justify it? A trans, you can just leave all this up, guys. It's okay. How would you ever justify a trans genocide when no conservatives or even no liberals, no independents or black people, white people, Hispanic people, nobody's killing transgender people. Nobody's killing them, but there's a transgender genocide going on which is why this woman attacked. I'm not going to call her by her man name. She is a fully vaginaed female. That's who she is. Audrey Hale. She likes to go by Aiden, but she's she's Audrey. That's who she is. So, but they will they will espouse this that by not allowing people like Audrey when she was 12 years old to lop off her breasts and attach a non-usable phallic symbol to her crotch that we will cause her to commit suicide, even though Aaron has researched this. It's absolutely true that the, the, the suicide rate post-transgender surgery is higher than pre-transgender surgery. Absolutely. So they say that we are committing ma- transgender genocide by not lopping off penises, testicles, and breasts and sewing on phallic symbol made from the forearm skin of, of your arm. Non-usable, inverting penises into vaginas that don't work, uh, sewing on phallic symbols that don't work. These are their solutions. I mean, it's absolutely the epitome of leftist solutions to problems that don't exist. Is to sew on a phallic symbol 
onto a woman you've t- cut off her breasts, and then you sew on a phallic symbol penis that will never work. Or you invert a penis, make it into a vagina that doesn't work. Because inside of that vagina, there's no ovaries, there's no uterus, there's nothing but male parts in there. So even if you pulled out all the male parts and somehow put in all the female parts, it'll never work. So that's a perfect, it's the epitome of all leftist solutions to problems that they make up and don't exist. But here's what she wrote. So Louder with Crowder has exclusively obtained three pages of the Nashville shooter Audrey Hale's alleged manifesto. Hale, a transgender 28-year-old, shame on them for writing this, man, not a man. Stop giving in. Stop giving in. They're not a trans, they're not a 28-year-old transgender man. It is a woman pretending to be a woman pretending to be a man. Going by the name Aiden Hale entered the Covenant School on March 27, 2023. Just earlier this year. Seems like it was years ago, doesn't it? No, it was this year. In Greenhills, Tennessee, killing six before being shot and killed by responding officers. Manifesto detailed thoughts Hale had leading up to what was referred to as her death day. Here's one of the pages right here. I'll read this to you. It says, kill those kids, those crackers, going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks. Now, this is propagated by the left. This is propagated by Ilhan Omar, by AOC, by Rashida Tlaib, by the Biden administration, by Joe Biden, by Kamala Harris, by Corrine Jean-Pierre, by Nancy Pelosi, by Chuck Schumer. This is, this is the fruit of their labors. They caused this to happen. This is what they cause because look at the hatred that they have for white people. You you saw in the pregame we have where you have uh, Letitia Soros, Letitia Soros James talking about you know too white too too pale too what is it I can't remember too pale what too pale too, too ma- pale too male, male too stale too pale too male too stale yeah. and she chants it with the crowd. Now just think if you were to figure out three rhymes with black. Three rhymes with Hispanic or three rhymes with brown. What would happen? But it's okay for her to racially slur whites, which, by the way, you have the right to do under the First Amendment. You want to be a racist? Be a racist. You, you want to do it? Go right ahead. It's stupid. It's ignorant. To base anything on the pigmentation of anybody's skin is a stupid, it's an absolutely stupid statement. But it's just as stupid directed at white people as it is at black people or Hispanic people, or Asian people. If you judge anybody by the pigmentation of their skin, you're an ignorant wretch. But that's what they are doing while simultaneously calling us racist, which is what they always do. And you saw that that video is very viral of that. The leftist, leftist, no, I'm not calling them liberal anymore. I may slip and call them liberal, but they're all leftists. They're not liberal anymore. But that leftist guy a vote, uh, approaching that Republican poll worker is just handing out the voter guide for Republicans. And just goes, you know, goes off on him. He talks about how we want to be in people's bedrooms. Oh, really? I mean, who is it that forced the vaccination? We're not, we, we're not, we're not forcing anybody to get an abortion. All we're doing is go, saying, you know what? State by state, states should decide on abortion. I listen, and just so everybody knows, I'm for a federal ban on abortion completely because it's murdering human beings. And that's my point. Is he talks about how we're monsters and allegedly we tried to overturn an election, although none of them could illustrate or give a point-by-point illustration of how we were going to overturn an election. You know, on 1-6. That's their big big spiel. It's always, you you tried to overturn an election. How exactly did we try to overturn an election? 
And I, when I say we, I know most of us didn't participate in the 1-6 thing. And there's innocent 1-6 people that are being persecuted via prosecution, like Owen Schroyer, people like that. Completely innocent. Then there's people who did minor offenses. Then there's people who did felonious offenses. Who they were, I don't know. We never know who instigated it all. We know, well, we know who instigated. It's the Federal Bureau of, of Instigation, DHS, Department of State Department, different, different uh, not NGOs involved in the crowd, whatever. I mean, I, I'm, I know that. But... I'm just saying they lumped that on the rest of us, which was the point of it all, the reason why they instigated it. And as I, you hear me say every time, because I just want to get everyone to make sure that you have the facts, you can pull up these video, videos for yourself. Muriel Bowser's Metro Police Department, Washington, D.C. Police Department, we, we have a video of one of their undercovers assigned to it, just like, just like Fanon was assigned to it. They're assigned to this crowd, and we had, there's, a, there's a Metro Police officer in there instigating violence and committing felonies himself. On video, he's undercover being paid by Muriel Bowser, who refused to have ten to 30,000 National Guard troops assigned to Washington, D.C. Refused it. So we know who started, but they lump it all on us. They never can actually illustrate any of this at all. But they claim that we're the violent ones or that we're the killers. We don't kill 41.2 million babies in the womb every year. They claim that we're the Nazis. We don't censor speech and grab guns. We don't, we don't perform... Uh, medical experimentation on people like they do. We don't lop off breasts. We don't lop off testicles. We don't lop off penises. We don't invert penises. We don't sew on phallic symbols. We don't, we don't do medical experimentation on people. We, we don't claim false pandemics like they do. That's it. All that was Hitler, by the way. Everybody claimed a false pandemic, grabs guns, censored speech. Who does that? Not us. It's, it's always them. And they promulgate. Violence like this, just like Hitler promulgated violence like this. And you look at look at what she said. What look at what she says here, with those fun, uh, fancy khakis and sports backpacks. It's all the the villainizing of white people. Listen, if you don't want to wear khaki. I don't care what you look as a white person. I don't care about what you look like a black person, Hispanic person, Asian person. I don't care about any of those things. But this has all been villainized by the globalist left. And everybody in the Democratic Party is part of the globalist left. If you're an independent or you're middle of the road or that leans left, you might be a traditional left, a liberal. But for everybody in the Democratic Party, this is the fruit of their labor. This is what they propagated. And this is, it was on purpose. They want violence against white people. I wish to shoot your, your something A. I can't read that next one. Mop your yellow hair. Want to kill all you little crackers. Bunch of little faggots with your white privileges F you faggots. So, you know, who, who are the ones that hate people? Now, now, let me just ask you this. And I'm getting this from someone, and I give them credit. I can't remember who it was. Somebody, a right-wing right pundit. Name me one Proud Boys manifesto like this. Can you, can you find me one Proud Boys manifesto like this? I mean, I'll read it. Send it in to me. I will read it. If you can prove to me that, because we know that this, that Audrey Hale wrote this. We, we know that. And now we know why the FBI says they're uninvolved. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, the FBI is uninvolved in, this, in the, uh, the suppressing of this information, keeping it confidential, the non-release of this information to the public. Why? I mean, again, this was March 23rd. There's no investigation needed any longer there was never much an investigation needed because everything's on video and the perpetrator's freaking dead. So March 23rd, how many months ago is this? We have March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So here we are almost eight months later and they still will not allow the release of this information. 
until someone snapped some photos of it and gave it to Steven Crowder. And God bless him for doing exactly that. So, I mean, again, is this because it's an ongoing investigation? He can't release this information? It's just all lies. That's the last video on the post game tonight. Stick around for the post game. The last video is Trump talking, and it is all, everything is all lies. All lies. They, whatever, and again, it's always projecting. They're always projecting onto you that which they are. We don't censor speech. You are welcome to do whatever. I don't own Rumble. I don't speak for Rumble. I'm just saying you're welcome to put whatever you want on Rumble. You can put whatever you want on Getter. You can put whatever you want on Truth. Gavin Newsom has an account on Truth. You can put whatever you want on Gab. Can you put anything you want on leftist-controlled Facebook, leftist-controlled uh, YouTube, and at least partially leftist-controlled Twitter, which is supposed to be X? Can't have Linda Yaccarino and Elon Musk. If Elon Musk is going to espouse the things that he's espousing, he has to fire Yaccarino he comes across as a fraud. And he might be a fraud. I hope he's not. But here's her, here's her death day thing. I may not read this whole thing to you or whatever, but it's mainly on the, on the bottom that I want to read. I hope I have a high death count ready to die. And I just wanted to say that this is what the left, the globalist left, i.e. the DNC, has been promoting. When you sit there, and, and again, they promote everything that turns to crap. Everything that turns to crap is something that they promoted purposely to turn to crap. They've been accusing Russia of all sorts of election interference. Everything that goes wrong in the world is Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, Tom's pro-Putin, not pro-Putin. He's a totalitarian, not pro-any totalitarian like Putin or Biden. They're both totalitarians. Like Putin or, or Zelensky, they're both totalitarians. Zelensky just canceled the election, which I'll get to in a minute. Canceled his own election. We're going to go fight for democracy for a man who just canceled an election. Canceled all oppo media. Canceled all oppo parties. All oppo political parties are all canceled inside of Ukraine. But we're going to go fight for democracy. But everything is lies. Everything, everything that they say, everything is lies. Everything they put onto you is them. We don't have racial problems. This is the left. We don't, we don't say things like too pale, too stale, too male. We don't, we don't have any. There's none of us that are doing those things. They project onto us that which they are. Who are the, now, they all said that we were science deniers. Every last thing that I have promoted on this podcast turned out to be true. Everything <laughs> that I was banned for, I was banned for ivermectin. I was banned for vaccines, banned for all things COVID on, on YouTube, on Facebook. I, I haven't been able to friend anybody on Facebook. <laughs> Sit for three years. We're in we're a month of 44, 15 days to flatten the curve. And I haven't been able to friend anybody. If you ever wonder why, I wonder why Tom doesn't send me a friend, friend request because I watch his podcast all the time. I can't. I'm not allowed to because I've been banned for There's not one lie that I told. Not one lie. Not at all. Not one lie that I told. And I got, I've been banned over and over again. So the people that claim that we are Nazis do, do all the Nazi things themselves. Those are that, that, those, they, whether they claim that we are murderers, that we're part of a trans genocide, or the ones who butcher 40 to 80 million babies in the womb every year. Every year. Talk about COVID deaths, allegedly 5 million COVID deaths. There's, in the same year, where there's five, or same, get this now, over three years, and again, I know you've heard me tell you, tell you this before, this uh, WHO statistic, UNWHO statistic, that this is how, this, this is how great the experts are. That they, they say there's 5 to 18 million COVID deaths. So they only can get it as close to within 13 million. That's how, that's, these, are the, these are the experts. And that was over 44 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. 44 months. So over three and a half years, all of 2020, all of 2021, all of 2022, 
in half of 2023. They alleged there's five, five to, to 18 million deaths. So in that same four years, let's get this now, 160 million kids were killed in the womb. Then they will call you a science denier, a grandma killer, somebody who lacks compassion, a spreader of a deadly virus. None of it's true. The only people killing people is them. And all the excess deaths, there was no excess deaths in 2020. The excess, and by the way, that's absolutely true. We have the graphs. Aaron, you can arm yourself with those again if you, if you can, because in case I bring it up again, which I probably won't now that I've said that. Now that I get Aaron armed up, I probably won't do it. But, <laughs> but Aaron Adam ready for me last time, just Australia, New Zealand maybe. There was no excess deaths. In 2020, zero. More people died in 17 than 2020, the pandemic. We're being overrun. The hospitals are full. No, they weren't. Find me video of the hospitals being full. That weren't propaganda videos. Where you didn't have somebody, you remember how they had the person laying in the bags outside and the person moving around in the bag, one of them smoking a cigarette? <laughs> it's all propaganda. It's all lies. Everything everything that you see from, from Democrats, everything coming from the Democratic Party is a lie. And a lot of the things coming from the Republican Party are lies. Let me show you this. So here's what they were. Here's what the left was concerned about. A YouTube video entitled "Bizarre Beyond Relief," uh, "Bizarre Beyond Belief," is this is what the left was concerned about after Audrey Hale went on her shooting spree, killing six people inside the Covenant School. Play it for me, Heather. Unspeakable horror in Nashville, Tennessee, after a transgender-identified shooter killed three children and three adults at a private Christian school. And while the nightmarish reality of what happened is difficult to process, the reaction by many to the outrage was bizarre beyond belief. Prime amongst them, the President of the United States, who preceded his words about the tragedy by going on a weird rambling tangent about chocolate chip ice cream. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband, <laughs> and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. The real outrage, though, according to some, was that the psychotic, depraved child killer's pronouns had been disrespected. Five times CNN misgendered, no correction. A mass shooting is horrible. Misgendering does not make anything better. I mean, I know Karens are notorious for complaining about trivial things, but complaining about a mass shooter's feelings being hurt. Truly. Beyond the pale. She wasn't finished. Update. It seems like maybe there's plenty of confusion about whether or not the shooter is a transgender man or woman. And finding out that the police there don't know how to use the right words does not shock me. But mixing genders in the same story is still a problem. Yeah, so grieving parents have just lost their infant children. But your overriding concern is that police remain politically correct in respecting the memory of the killer. Many responded with this Norm MacDonald bit about ISIS detonating a nuclear device that kills 50 million Americans and then People on Twitter worrying about Islamophobia and just like clockwork. Who police say identifies as transgender. That news has already prompted some attacks against the trans community. I am concerned about how um, opposition and people who are uh, anti-trans will try to spin this. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, for the countdown. Sorry. I'm, there, no, no, I'm glad you did because I was sitting there commenting on the video. I was making fun of the girl. I was the last girl talking. I said she, she, she should be concerned about the size of her face. So here's Jack Poso tweet. Just on, so what they were concerned about was what pronouns 
that Audrey Hale, who's noticeably a girl, is being misgendered with the, with the wrong pronouns. So that was the concern of the leftist media, just so everybody knows. Six people dead, shot to death by a person who's a racist. Calling white people crackers makes you a racist, which should be equally offensive to the N-word. Yeah. Because if you're judging anybody based on their skin color, you're an ignorant wretch. All right, Jack Poso tweet. Audrey Hale wrote in her anti-white manifesto that she recorded a video before the killings. The FBI has never mentioned anything about it. Released the video, whether it's Nashville Police Department or the FBI. We know the FBI is interwoven with everything. We know that. We know the FBI meets all the time, or used to meet until they were given a, an injunction by a federal court not to meet any longer. They, moved, they met with Facebook. They met with Twitter. They met with YouTube. They met with Google on a weekly basis. They meet with everybody. So we know they're protecting the leftist, globalist, bourgeois, elitist narrative and agenda. We know, that's the sole purpose of the FBI. Don't, don't ever be thrown off by their occasional arrests of some Democrat for some reason, which, again, you know, fades quickly into the, into the uh, back pages of the newspaper and then into oblivion after that. That's just so they can say that they're fair and balanced. That's just so they can say that they're nonpartisan. That's the purpose of all of that. It's just like the Anti-Defamation League, which is run by Jonathan Greenblatt, which is supposed to be anti-defamation of, 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 of Jews and of, of Israelis, but it's really a pro-Hamas organization. It really is. I mean, that's what they are. They're just a globalist, leftist organization that's just used to censor people like even Elon Musk. That's all they are. So never, ever, just never go by their name. Never go by their occasional actions, whether it's Lindsey Graham, whether it's Mitch McConnell, the occasions they'll say pro-life things, but never actually initiate any sort of pro-life legislation. Never initiate actually overturning Roe v. Wade. Took Trump to do that. But so what they were all concerned about was their pronouns. And here's the last thing on Audrey L. Release the video. She said she made a video. Why have we not seen the video? Again, it's eight months later. It's eight months later. The investigation's over. The suspect's dead. Who can it hurt? Let us see the video. The reason why they won't let us see the video is because the Nashville mayor, even though Tennessee on the whole is red, Nashville is dark blue. Nashville is dark blue. That's where you got like Faith Hill there and all the leftist <laughs> country singers. I can be leftist in countries beyond me, but they are. So they, they won't release it. So I don't know whether it's Nashville PD. I don't know whether it's the FBI. I mean, we all know the FBI is involved. But they are suppressing that information, refusing to release it because it will not support the narrative that they are the Gestapo for. They are the Gestapo. The FBI is the Gestapo for the globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitists, which are represented in America by the Democratic Party. That's all the FBI is. That's all they are. They're nothing more than that. Well, occasionally they do something good. Not really. That's only, it's the same, it's the same exact example that I give you all the time when it comes to electing a Susan Collins, a Lisa Murkowski, a Mitt Romney, a John Cornyn, a Rob Portman, a Lindsey Graham, a Mitch McConnell, who else, whoever else you want to name. They're just put in place so that you think somebody is there fighting for you. Do you think somebody is there initiating and ushering in your agenda where they occasionally say something conservative, but here we are, in 2020, in 2000, we had less than a trillion dollars worth of debt. And here we are with both Republicans and Democrats controlling the House, controlling the presidency, controlling the Senate, 33 with both a liberal court, a middle-of-the-road court, and a conservative court. Here we are, $33 trillion in debt because everything really is a lie. They really are. Are there legit people there? Yeah, I believe, like, Matt Gates is legit. 
I do. I honestly believe Matt Gates is legit, and a few others are legit. We'll see if Mike Johnson's legit over a period of time. But it's really just to fool you. So the FBI, is starting, they'll do a child trafficking sting. and everyone, Oh, Bob, the, the FBI really, you know, there are good people inside. the. No, there's not. No, there's not. The only good people inside the FBI are those who have signed up to be whistleblowers. If you haven't signed up to be a whistleblower, you're part of the leftist, globalist, elitist agenda. You are an enforcer for that. Well, you know, I got to keep my job. No, you don't. You don't do horrible things to keep your job. No job is worth you doing horrible things. No, no job is worth you violating the Constitution you swore to uphold and defend. Nothing is worth that. I just had to show you this real quick before I hop into the, one of the best videos I've seen from Milk Bar TV coming up here. And it's Jordan Peterson explaining trans, uh, uh, transgenderism. But I just had to show you this so everybody knows. When I talk about because who knows how far I'll get tonight. It's already uh, 9-11. But, and I have a whole list. You know, this, this is my list, but you know, I don't usually get to uh, <laughs> even a third of it. But I had to show you because if I'm going to claim things, I'm going to show you the receipts right here. So here is, I'm going to show you numerous countries. And I, if you've watched this, if you watch the podcast, you've already seen it. I'm going to go over this quickly. But I want you to know that everything's a lie. We are in the midst of a pandemic. Now, everybody see the circle. Go left to right. You see the circle right there. It says pandemic declared. Does anybody see any excess death for all of 2020? You see any? Now, compare 2020 down the line there. Down the line. More people died in 17 at the peak level. More people died in 19 than 2020. It was all a lie. But Tom, they said the, the hospitals are overrun. And again, I use my favorite example of all time. I'm going to have to bring it back in. I've got to bring it back in and read you the list. It's like, Tom, you've already read it 10 times. I know I need to read it 11 times. It's my list of Army Corps of Engineer hospitals that were built because the hospitals were overrun. The emergency <laughs> rooms are overrun. And so they came in, spent $660 million dollars building Army Corps of Engineer hospitals, Minneapolis, New York, uh, two in New York, uh, two in Chicago, L.A., huge Army Corps of Engineer hospitals, and I have a list of how many patients that they saw. New York's, basically, the USS Comfort saw 127, so the USS Comfort gets retrofitted, pulled into New York Harbor, and then two Army Corps of of Engineer hospitals built in 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 Manhattan, both Army Corps of Engineer Hospitals saw zero patients, and the Comfort saw 127 total, but not 127,000, <laughs> not, not 1,270, <laughs> 127 total patients. We're being overrun. They send in the refrigerator trucks. Help us, help us. Pandemic, pandemic, 99.9% survival virus, 0.1% death rate, but we're being overrun. Oh, really? Why, is it, why, did, why did the Army Corps of Engineer Hospitals see no, zero patients? Zero. Zero. Statistically speaking, every last one of them, I have the list. I think the most was 100 patients. Yeah. But most of them was zero. Zero they built, spent $660 million on that. And now, so far, we've spent $8 trillion on COVID. And only $1 trillion of it, it's not even $1 trillion, it's $800 billion was spent on COVID. You're like, Tom, that made no sense. You just said we spent... It's, it's seven point something trillion. So I'm just going to round the numbers up. Eight trillion on COVID, but only 800 billion was used on COVID. Yeah, the rest of it went to solar panels and green initiatives. Facts. That's an absolute uh, congressional budget office fact. All of that money spent on this. All eyes. All the churches closed. All the Christians bent over and grabbed their ankles. 
All of them went home and put on masks. Not me. Never closed. Never will. Never masked. Never social distanced. Never vaxxed. Never hoard vaccinations. None of it. Never will. Period. Because it was all a lie. I knew it was a lie from day one. I saw the statistics. Everything they said was a lie. World Health Organization got everything wrong. One step after another, 3% death rate, totally wrong. 0.1% death rate is what it was, if that. In some categories, it's not even that. From zero to fifth, from zero, from zero to 20, it's not even that. So here, that's the actual, uh, you're like, well, that's Singapore. Go to the next one for me, Aaron. Does it change anywhere? Does it ever change? Here's Thailand. These are all mega uh, branch COVIDian countries. They all caved. All masked, all vaxxed, all locked down for absolutely freaking nothing. Now, you're telling me, Tommy, they shouldn't have done anything? No, not, not one thing. Not one thing. Don't do a daggum freaking thing. Nothing. What about Trump says he saved hundreds of millions of lives with his vaccination program? Wrong. Trump's wrong. Love Trump. Vote for Trump. He's wrong. Wrong. You need to be. You need to have the balls to tell Trump when he's wrong. He's wrong. Don't just be a sycophant for anybody. You don't know Trump personally. Don't be a sycophant for anybody that doesn't invite you to their birthday party. And even those, don't be a sycophant for. <laughs> right. So he was wrong. Trump talks about, well, you know, I saved lives by locking, by keeping Chinese uh, people out of the country. Wrong. Doesn't do anything. You can lock down all you want. Doesn't do nothing to stop a viral infection. Nothing. Masks don't do nothing. Vaccines don't do nothing. Lockdowns make it worse. Masks make it work worse. Vaccines cause the virus to mutate, make it worse. They don't do, nothing, nothing works outside of the Bible, Matthew 16, 19. If you bind and you loose, you'll be made well, according to the power of the Holy Ghost. But other than that, forget it, doesn't work. Doesn't work, it's a viral infection, it's an airborne viral infection. Everybody's gonna get it. It's a 0.1% death rate, nothing should have been done. Not one thing. Well, you know, you can always like, you know, maybe stand six feet apart. That's all a lie made up by vaccine whore, Scott Gottlieb, who's now on the board of Pfizer. It's one who made up six-foot distancing as part of Trump's COVID response task force before he went to go on the and he pimps and whores vaccines and then, goes and, uh, and then goes and joins the board of the company that makes the vaccines he pimped and whored. So what happens just in Thailand here, another major COVID-caving co- country. See, another, it's always the CCC, COVID-caving Christian, COVID-caving conservative, COVID-caving clergy, COVID-caving country. There it is. Uh, deaths were just horrible. There it is. Pandemic declared 2020. Uh, nothing. Nothing. When did the death start? I didn't even go over this in the first slide. When did the deaths mysteriously skyrocket through the freaking roof? When did they go through the roof? Um, that looks like uh, January of 2021. What was happening in January of 2021? You had no excess deaths in the pandemic. All the excess deaths began with the solution to the pandemic. The solution to the problem that doesn't exist. That's the globalist left. Solution to climate change. Solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Solution to CO2 emissions. Solutions to a problem that doesn't exist. All to usher in global totalitarianism. All to usher in that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. All to usher in. Revelation 13, 16, and 17. Globalist control of every last thing you do. Leveraging you into compliance. Leveraging you into being an automaton, lobotomized leftist. That's what it is. 
Leveraging you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point controlled by leftists. Leftist totalitarians. And you can't get through that access point unless you mark off certain things. Unless you comply to certain things. Because it'll be what's called a green pass, a common pass. Starts off as a vaccine passport. A biometric card, everything on it. And it can just, all your currencies on it, your CBDC currency, your social credit system, your social credit score, your passport, all your credit cards, all everything will be on this. And it can be shut off. Somebody else is at the spigot of your life other than you. And if you don't comply, they shut it off. That's why they want you in electric cars. Because if you're in an electric car, then you have to plug into an outlet they control. And that they can shut off. Now they can't shut off. Oh, really? I'm sitting here in Florida right now. If FPL wants to turn off Foundation Church, I'm sitting in the podcast room right now at Foundation Church, 13,000 South Tamiami Trail, Northport, Florida. If FPL wants to shut it off, then they don't shut off. If you don't pay it, they don't shut off your power. That's the point. They want, they want to have their hand at the spit. Go to the next one for me, Aaron. So here we go. Here's another one. So here we got the Philippines. Uh, look at that. Look at the pandemic. What, when did the death start? They didn't start it during the pandemic. They started with the solution to the pandemic, the antidote to the pandemic, the antidote to the problem that doesn't exist. They started right there. Same thing. Every time. Go to the next one for me, Aaron. So here's New Zealand. Everyone wanted, well, you want a first world country. Here it is under Jacinda Ardern. Now look at all the deaths. Look at 2017. You know, we ought to, for New Zealand's sake, ought to release COVID more often. There's a lot less people died in 2020 than in 19. Weird, isn't it? This is just weird. It's as if it was all a mirage and all a lie. Well, you ought to have noticed it because nobody around you died of COVID. They all started dying. What Again, it's weird. Mount Everest forms on every one of these graphs in 2021, in early 2021, as the vaccine rollout. And again, simple statistics. I mean, imagine, leave this, I'll leave this up for me. Imagine being so absolutely obstinate, absolutely in denial of reality, that you will just look at statistical data and say, you know what, I'd rather just be wrong. I mean, all you have to do is look at the United States where you had during the, you see the circle, the pandemic, which wasn't even as bad as 2019 where there was no pandemic, wasn't as bad as 2018 when there was no pandemic, wasn't even close to as bad as 2017 where there was no pandemic. Where in the United States you have, in 2020, allegedly, those are all lies from the CDC, I'm just using their numbers, using them against them, which I've done for the last 44 months and 15 days to flatten the curve, where you allegedly had 300,000 Americans die of COVID. Die of COVID. We had, and you know all the manipulations. You gave doctors license to assume COVID, change line one and two on the death certificates after, after the death certificates had been in place for 17 years. There's people dying from, with COVID. Now, how were they determined to be with COVID were false PCR tests that were 97% inaccurate. So all these 1.2 million people that died of COVID, it's really around, according to Peter McAuliffe, 120,000 people died. According to me, it's less than that, around 80,000, a severe flu season, which was the same as 2017, if you notice. 80, this is not in the United States, but in America, 80,000 people died of the flu in 2017. So you have to, it's really simple. I mean, if, if you have numbers that simply prove that you are wrong, they prove that you're wrong. 300,000 people died in the, in the United States of COVID, which is all a lie. And then after that, 900,000 people died 
post-vaccination. So pre-vaccination, 300,000 people died. Post-vaccination, 900,000 people died of COVID. So are the vaccines harming people? Uh, are the vaccines, let's make it even more simplistic. Do the vaccines do any good? Absolutely not. I mean, we all know vaccines are killing people. We've killed, at estimate right now, 17 million people globally. Those are, that are not my statistics, not right-wing statistics. Those are from excess death uh, statistics around the globe. From the, own, from the country's own Bureau of, of, of Labor and Statistics, their own statistical data. So you notice, and it, here you have it. So 300,000 people died pre-vaccine. 900,000, according, according to the CDC, where 1.2 million Americans have died of COVID. And many conservatives, they're, on, they're, they're uh, testifying in some congressional hearing. We'll, we'll just give in, as they always do. You know, we can open safely. All that's just giving in. Yeah, we need to, yeah, we all acknowledge we need to, we need to uh, slow our CO2 emissions. We need to lower our CO2. No, you don't. Again, that's no different. It's just giving in. That's saying, well, we can open safely. I mean, I'm willing to wear a mask to make people feel comfortable. You're just giving in and legitimizing a false narrative and a false agenda. You don't need to stop any of your CO2 emissions. I advise everybody to go buy an F-250 diesel right now. Buy it now. Put that back up for me. I'm still on that, believe it or not. This is all, no, no. Put the, yeah, put the graph back up for me. Just roll the, keep rolling those graphs. So there you go. So just wanted to show you this. When, when did all the deaths start? Post-pandemic, during the vaccines. The only pandemic is the vaccines. Go to the next one for me. There you go. I wanted to get to Australia. So there you go. I just wanted to show you. So I want to show you the five highest countries. New Zealand's five highest country. Uh, Australia's the five highest country. Closed ally of the United States of America. We won't release this data, by the way. Wonder why that is. <laughs> well, I mean, again, if you if you support an agenda and a narrative, and those that are espousing that agenda and narrative won't release their statistical data, why would you support that agenda or narrative? How could you? I don't care whether you're left or right or anything else. If I was supporting something, you know, whatever it may be, and the agency or the organization that I was supporting refuses to release their data, I would stop supporting them right now. Right now, I'd stop supporting them. So why won't we release this data inside the United States of America? So when did the, when did the pandemic begin? Has everybody noticed now, this is the last one I'm going to do, the exact same circle, the exact same triangle, every time, the same Mount Everest, every time, Early 2021, the only time people started to die was the solution to stop them from dying. <laughs> That's the only time people died, not during the pandemic, but the antidote to the pandemic, the solution to the problem that doesn't exist. So there you go. Yeah, that was good, Aaron. Yeah, roll, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, roll them all down there. Just look at it. every single time. Where? Look at there it is. Every time. It, say every single time. Same circle. Same. Same Mount Everest every single day. I just have to show you that. Let me show you this now. Here's the, if you're ever wondering, what is the mentality behind transgenderism? Tom, you're all over the place. Yeah, I'm just all over the place because it's the same agenda. I told, I've said this a million times. It's all the same agenda, but with different tactics. The, the agenda is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point controlled by the globalist left. So they're manipulating. They want you to live a nice, short, servitude life with 57 vaccinations. That's what they want. Serving them the entire time. They're not vaccinated. They're not living in, a, in an 800-square-foot, 15-minute uh, city apartment. They're not living like that. They're living out in the country with their ribeyes. You're eating bug eyes. They're eating ribeyes. But you will live a nice, short, 50-year, 
60-year maximum life, 57 vaccinated, die of ADE, die of blood clotting, pulmonary embolisms, myocarditis, pericarditis from the 57 vaccinations. Perfect for them after they get every ounce of energy out of you that they can. That they want to leverage you into that one world commerce system with a single exploit. Now, the many tactics to that are endless pandemics, endless crises, CBDC, social credit systems, the transgender narrative, endless pandemics, vaccine passports, lawlessness, lawlessness where the crime is so rampant you have to run to them for the solution. But transgenderism is part of one of their tactics. They're using it to arrest people. You're like, well, Tom, not in America. Not yet. Not yet. In Canada, you can be arrested for using the wrong pronoun. UK, you can be arrested for using the wrong pronoun. How much longer is it going to be till Ursula van der Leyen ushers that in all, to the entire European Union? Will you be arrested? She's already doing that with, with Elon Musk and X and Twitter, saying you will only say the things that we will allow you to say. You are to have to comply, or we won't let you in. Remember, that's how they leverage you into that one-world commerce system. Here's an entire economy, an entire uh, you know system of countries, conglomeration of countries that you will not be allowed to patronize as Twitter, as X, unless you comply, leverage you. Can you stay in business if you don't get the European Union, if you don't get, you don't get the, uh, the, you know, the, the money coming out of the European Union for, for uh, advertisements and commercials? Or just or customers, on, can you, I don't know. So they leverage you that way. Same thing, the same exact thing they, do, they did with everybody when it came to vaccinations. You could lose your job if you don't get vaccinated. vaccinated. You can't get into a grocery store if you're not vaccinated. Leverage you, leverage you, so you end up complying. Eventually, it'll be, you know, you can't buy without CBDC currency that we can turn off. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel unless you acknowledge that a woman can be a man or a man can be a woman because you are a hate speech provocateur. So we now can't allow you on a jet. So what is behind this transgenderism, which is a tactic of the globalist leftist bourgeois elitist narrative and agenda? Well, here, here is the mentality behind it. Jordan Peterson, play for me, other. Autogynephilia is the fantasy. It's a sexual fantasy, generally. It often characterizes men who become transsexual and start cross-dressing later in life. Those are the guys who get sexual kicks from dressing up in women's clothing and then go dr do drag queen story hour. They develop sexual arousal from picturing themselves or acting out being the opposite sex. I think a lot, of, a lot of what happens to these men who develop these sexual fetishes later in life is that there is a part of them that's crying out for exploration of and development of their feminine side. But instead of having that happen psychologically and starting to integrate, let's say, compassion and care and concern for people rather than things. I am a beautiful woman who could offer a partner, a lover, a friend, empathy and compassion and validate their feelings in ways that the cisgender men who fear us could never truly do. Instead of integrating those cross-sexual proclivities, they start to act it out. Say, well, we're just, you know, pristine and pure. It's like, no, you're not. You're getting a sexual kick from dressing up in women's clothing. And let's not bloody well forget it. This one's really lovely. Oh, there's nothing sexual about this. It's like, yeah, right. You're dressing up in lingerie before your mirror at home, tucking your dick between your legs, imagining you have a vagina for a sexual kick. Are we topless at the White House? Oh, there's nothing sexual about that. Yeah, right. Bloody absolute liars. 
And you can't even say that now, but every clinician worth his salt knew that for decades. Now it's, it's become verboten to even suggest such a thing. You see, now you have to pretend. You have to pretend that what is truth is no longer truth. Everybody's been talking about transsexualism for a long time and that it is a, a perversion, that it is a mental, if you want to label it a mental illness, whatever. That's what it was for years. But now, if you don't want to lose your job or you don't want you want to lose your podcast, you want to lose your audience, you want to you want to lose your societal standing, you now have to lie. Same thing they did with COVID. If you don't wear a mask, then you want to kill grandma. If you don't want to, if you don't wear a mask or stand six feet apart, you lack compassion for humanity. It's all leverage. It's all leveraging you know one world commerce system. They're doing the exact same thing with transgenderism. Jordan Peterson just said it. And clinicians have been talking about this for years that it is a mental disability. That it that is is a is an app is is what you would label a mental illness, but not anymore. Now you're not allowed to say that, which is true. Just like you weren't allowed to say that vaccines were killing people, that vaccines were causing miscarriage. Yeah, you, you had you had Pfizer hiding their vaccine developmental data for trying to hide it for 75 years. That 1,223 people died, but you're not allowed to talk about it because if you do, you're a science denier. You had the White House that put together a guide sheet, so you know when that all came out and the the Pfizer. Uh, they all know about the vaccine trial data. They all know it. It's all military op. They all know it. And that's not, by the way, that is not right-wing conspiracy. There is absolutely a DOD op. The vaccine developmental data, I mean, the vaccine development was a DOD op, which I don't have time to get into RFK, some great stuff on that, but it's absolutely true. But the, but the White House was finding out that 1,223 people had died during Pfizer's vaccine de developmental trials. And 28 out of 32 women in the trial miscarried who were pregnant. So they had to put out a guide to Rochelle Walensky, to Francis Collins, to Anthony Fauci, and say, make sure you say those vaunted three words, safe and effective. Over and over and over again, gaslighting people. Just denying absolute truth. Absolute truth. 300,000 Americans died of COVID. Pre-vaccine, 900,000 Americans died of COVID post-vaccine, so the vaccine is absolutely useless or causing antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome where people can't fight off COVID. And I don't believe any of those numbers. I'm just telling you that's their numbers. How can you be a pimp and a whore? How can you be Mandy Cohen, the head of the CDC right now? You're like, Tom, you keep lapsing into COVID. I know, but it's just the, it's the perfect example. If you're Mandy Cohen right now, I've vaccinated my nine-year-old. I'm vaccinated. I'm, vaccinated, I'm vac getting the six-bivalent booster. For my nine-year-old, for my 11-year-old, for my mom, for my dad, for me, for my husband. I'm going to do all of that. When you look at the data, you look at the data, and it is the opposite of that which you are espousing. So you are Goebbels. You are lying. It's just like Goebbels was to the end on the radio in Nazi Germany saying, the Russia, we're going to win. Um, people, women were being raped so bad at that time when the Russians were taking over Berlin that they had to go to the hospital permanently damaged for life. The Russians were in people's houses while Goebbels was saying we're going to win. The Germans were, were, were taking over people's housing developments while Goebbels is on the radio. That, that's Mandy Cohen for the CDs. That's, the, that's Biden. That's the DNC. That's many Republicans too. The absolute denial of, of statistical truth, statistical data, the absolute denial of it all, the denial of that is a man. He has a penis. He's a man. He doesn't have ovaries. He doesn't have a uterus. He can't bear children. He will never be. There's never been one successful transgender surgery 
ever. It, is ne- it has never happened where a man has been transformed into a woman or a woman has been transformed into a man, but yet doctors will say that they can. Just like doctors would say that COVID was an existential threat to your life. They all pretended that it was a 99.9% non-survival virus when it was a 99.9% survival virus. Everybody played pretend. You had doctors espousing masks. They all knew prior to COVID that masks don't do a daggum freaking thing. They knew it, but were willing to be mouthpieces. We're willing to be a hand puppet for the globalist left with the globalist left hand up their anal puppet shoot, telling them what to say. You think about how devoid of self-respect you have to be to be a mouthpiece. How, 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 how devoid of self-respect you have to be for to be anybody's stenographer. To say this, John Kirby, say this. We're winning in Ukraine. Say it, Johnny. Say it because that's the narrative. Yeah, but it's not true. But that's the narrative. That's the agenda. How good can the narrative and agenda be if you have to lie to support it? If you have to lie to usher it in. Here's the woman of the year or one of the nominees for woman of the year. It's called women of the year. I don't really get it, but here's Glamour Magazine. Uh, women of the year. I'm assuming that that Gina Recaro, who's a man, is a nominee for Women of the year, or is that some sort of pro, new pronoun where you're they, them, women? <laughs> I don't know. But this is so everybody knows. Another woman, uh, women of the year goes to Gino Ricard. Congratulations, feminist. You have once again lost to a man. True. Art, art, art music, uh, poly uh, tweet. This is so everybody knows. This is where we're at. I mean, you, you think about how you have to be, how devoid of self-respect and human dignity you have to be to be Glamour Magazine to absolutely know <laughs> that's a dude. And I'm going to call him a woman because that's my political agenda. My political agenda is whatever, and what's, what's their political agenda? It's whatever benefits people. That's, that's their political agenda. Whatever they think is going to benefit them in some way, shape, or form. Whatever it is. Sometimes it's as, simp- as simplistic as societal acceptance, or if I don't do it, there's this negative societal consequence for me. I'm going to be called a transphobic. Go call me whatever you want. If me calling a man a man is transphobic, then I'm transphobic. I don't, I don't care. I, I don't, I'm not playing. I'm not going to play pretend with these people. I, I did lots of, I, I said this on Sunday morning at church. When I was a little kid, I did lots of, you know, war games and, and you know, playing with uh, army men and everything. Lots of imagination, Legos, everything else. That's what I did when I was a little kid. I don't do that now. I've grown beyond that now. I'm not going to play pretend for some sort of societal benefit or to extract myself from some sort of societal loss. Will not do it. All right, change the subjects. I have to show you this. Again, as a Nazi trait, one of the Nazi traits, of course, is mass censorship. So who is doing mass censorship? Certainly isn't those of us on the right who they call Nazis all the time. And they always say that Hitler was an, was an alt-right person. Wrong. Alt-left. How could he be alt-right when he's a national socialist? Not all right, all left. It's amazing how that works, by the way. I mean, how is anybody all right who's a socialist? So Stalin all right or all left? <laughs> uh, Mao all right or all left? So Hitler, how is how are all those totalitarians? What is Voldemar Zelensky all right or all left? He has a transgender spokesman for the military. <laughs> is he all right or all left? He's totalitarian, just like Putin. Is Putin all right or all left? People will call Putin all right. All right. How? He's socialist, communist. Member of the KGB for years. How is he alt-right? Does he believe in uh, guns and freedom? 
The Bible? Uh, no. So how's he all right? He's not. Zelensky's all left. Putin's all left. Putin has, the party that has the most in common with Putin is the Democratic Party, the one who always treats him like he's some sort of demon presence. They just use him all the time, and they actually started the Ukraine war because it benefits them, which I don't have time to get into right now. So who is it that always, who, who created this disinformation governance board under the songstress Nina, Nina Jankowitz? Who, who did that? Uh, that, would be, that would be, I mean, think about it. Think about having a disinformation governance board. They did that. We never do that. They do that. Who's that a trade of? Adolf Hitler. Who's that a trade of? Mao Zedong. Who's that a trade of? Uh, Joseph Stalin. Who does it? Rep Jim Jordan tweet, bombshell report on the censorship industrial complex. Hundreds of secret reports from, from how DHS, CISA, uh, uh, the GEC at State, that's, that's State Department, and Stanford, College of Stanford, and others work together to censor Americans before the 2020 election, including true information, jokes, and opinions. So this went on pre-Biden because the DHS was never truly Trump. Because that's where Trump failed. You cannot come, Trump, do you realize that Trump is the only president in modern history that didn't fire all previous diplomats? Usually when a, when a president comes in, you have diplomatic appointments. Trump was trying to be a good guy and let Democrats keep their diplomatic appointments. Everybody else, Obama fired everybody. Clinton fired everybody. Bush fired everybody. Biden fired everybody. Reagan fired everybody. Bush 40, whatever he was, 41, fired everybody. Fired everybody. That's what you do. Because you don't want people that, that, are, that are backstabbing you. That are cutting your knees out from underneath you. Pulling the rug out from underneath you. Don't want to, don't want to have people like Trump left them in there. So you had DHS operatives that were really leftist globalists. DNC members working against him. That were actually taking down posts. And we know, Tom, we know this at nauseum. Yeah, but here are the specifics. We know that our, listen, who gets banned on social media? No, listen, I've been banned so many times, I've lost count. I'm banned all the time. That's why I'm in my largest audience is on Rumble. I can't get, I could never establish an audience anywhere else because the banning started when I first started. As I told you at the beginning of the podcast, my first week, my first week as a podcaster, I had 900 people watching on Facebook alone. 900 people. Before we would leave the studio, we had 27,000, 30,000 views. We'd put up, Five-minute videos throughout the week that would get 1,000 views an hour minimum. When we were up to 50,000, they'd get taken down. Who does that? That's only the left, and that is a trait of totalitarianism. We don't do it at all. We don't need daddy government, mommy government, filtering out Mr. Disinformation. We don't need you to do that for us. We will decide what we want to believe. But this was what was happening prior to the 2020 election, all of 2021 and into the 2022 election, these people together were doing this. Go to the next one for me, Heather. Another rep, Jim Jordan tweet. Federal government disinformation experts at universities, big tech, and others work together through the, now here's what they call it now. They are always the opposite of their title. So election integrity par partnership is what they called it. Election integrity partnership. So they were taking down everything that was the truth about every election and putting, it, putting in its place everything that was lies about the current elections or the current uh, political atmosphere. So the election integrity partnership was the election dishonesty partnership. The, the election lack of integrity, integrity partnership is what they were. To monitor and so to speak, exactly the opposite 
of their title. That's what they always are. Go to the next one for me. Here's how it worked. EIP stakeholders, including the federal government, would submit misinformation reports. EIP would analyze the report and find similar content across platforms. EIP would, that's the Election Integrity Project for everybody. Uh, EIP would submit the report to Big Tech. Remember, this is the State Department. So if you're like, if you're Zuckerberg, who is a spineless coward, Jack Dorsey, spineless coward, um, whoever runs Google and YouTube, I never can remember the guy's name, spineless coward, and whoever owns all that is very nefarious when it comes to Google and YouTube, all spineless leftist cowards, and you have the State Department, uh, uh, CISA, um, we all know the DOJ is involved, all telling you, and DHS, Department of Homeland Security, telling you um, EIP would analyze the report and find similar content across platforms. EIP would submit the report to Big Tech, often with a recommendation on how to censor. This is where you're getting the Bailey, Missouri federal injunction against the FBI, against the DOJ, against the DHS, against the State Department right now, where they are not allowed to meet with social media companies unless that injunction's been stayed, which I heard that it had, but I'm not sure where this, what the status is of it right now. But that, that, court, that case wound up going to the Supreme Court. But those are all stipulated facts from the, uh, from the Biden State Department, from the Biden DHS, that they were submitting these reports. I'm talking right now about the Bailey, Missouri v. Biden case. They have all stipulated, El, you know, Elvis Chan they have, from the FBI, they have all stipulated, they put together reports, they gave them to social media and said, we would recommend that you ban this information, that you suppress this information, you take this information down. If you, if you are Dorsey and you're a coward, which he is, and you're a bent-over coward like Zuckerberg, what are you going to do when DHS tells you to do it? You're going to take it down. And, that's, and they know that they're doing that, but all the while with plausible deniability by saying, we never ordered them to take it down. We just recommended they take it down. Of course, if you don't, there's going to be a congressional hearing. You'll end up being arrested. You know, like, Tom, that, does, that happens all the time. That's exactly what's happened. If you don't comply right now, you can end up being prosecuted via, you can be persecuted via prosecution, whatever it is. So Rep. Jim Jordan on the bottom, Judiciary GOP and Weaponization Obtained, that's the, that's the committees he's part of, the uh, uh, Weaponization of Government Subcommittee, obtained these non-public documents and information from Stanford only after the threat of contempt. So if you, if you don't give them to us, it'll be contempt of Congress. Then they finally yielded all this, do- all these, all this documentation that revealed that the integrity, uh, election integrity, integrity project, sorry to get out because it's so false, the election integrity pro- project, the election integrity project, uh, pro- is it project? I forgot. Partnership. What? Partnership. Thank partnership, you. yeah. Partnership. Election integrity partnership. If you didn't, basically, if you didn't comply, that you were, you were going to be penalized somehow or another. And also, it's not hard for Dorsey to comply. It's not hard for Zucker, Zuckerberg to comply. It's not hard for Google, YouTube to, to comply because they're all leftists. They're all pushing the, pushing the globalist leftist agenda. So it's easy for them to comply. Let's go to the next one because you have another major Biden accomplishment. And whenever he, whenever he actually has a major accomplishment, I like to make sure that we give it its proper, proper recognition here on the TLP. So here's another one for you. We, of course, I could give you the litany. The, you know, we have basically the worst economy since the Great Depression. That's the truth, by the way. If you don't believe it, you're not paying attention to statistical data. 
Average home cost in America is $416,000. In order to afford the average home in America, you have to have an average household income of $114,000. So we have hyperinflation, an open southern border. Half of the currency that's currently in circulation right now is printed by the Biden administration. It's an absolute fact. We have the atrocity at the Abbey Gate in Afghanistan. We had the $86 billion worth of high-tech American military equipment left over for the Taliban. So the Taliban now called the People's Liberation Army. Now it's the 26th largest army on the planet. We have no investigations into COVID because the Chinese own Joe Biden. We have the Ukraine war. Now we have the Israeli war. All this under Joe Biden. Major, major accomplishments under Joe Biden. Every single month is a new record at the broken uh, illegal immigration record at the border. World record of all time. Now, every September beats last September. Every August beats last, last August. But this August was the largest ever in history of 320,000 people crossing the border illegally. In August alone. World record of all months ever in the history of America. So Biden, whenever he actually accomplishes something big, we've got to make sure that we recognize. So here's another one for you. So we've had this long-standing... Uh, Weapons treaty. Now, these are for conventional arms, just machine guns, tanks, things like that, not nuclear. But World War III watch, NATO members, includes from the Gateway Pundit, including the U.S., suspend Cold War-era arm control treaty following Russian, uh, Russian withdrawal. Russia's pulled out of it. Man, they're doing great, aren't they? I mean, he's doing great. After years and years and years where you have this treaty, and does anybody comply with these treaties? Who knows? But they're good to have on the books. And they, you, they mandated inspections and everything else. Everybody was playing along until Joe Biden came along. I thought, I thought Donald Trump was the great threat to American diplomacy. I thought Donald Trump was the great threat that we were going to go into World War III. No, the other Biden accomplishment was we have, of course, the Chinese military doing amphibious landing practices right now for a possible Taiwan invasion. My theory on the Taiwan invasion is they're waiting to see what happens this election. I think if Joe Biden gets reelected, they will invade Taiwan. Or if Gavin Newsom gets elected, they will, because uh, Joe Biden will not run. I'm sticking with my prediction. Joe Biden will not run. He will bail out, and it will be Gavin Newsom. So because Gavin Newsom wants to turn America into California, which California in and of itself is a trillion dollars in debt, hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging money, hemorrhaging citizens. People are leaving. They lost two congressional seats under Newsom's rule, and he's at his lowest approval rating right now, but he's still going to be the one that they prop up and say, this is what America should want. Is the worst state in the union becoming every state in the union. So let me show you this coming out of Ukraine. Jack Posobiec uh, video, breaking Zelensky. Oh, no, I know all of you saw it. I put this on the pregame. You've already seen it already. Let me just set the table with it. Here's Zelensky begging for money. Play for me, Heather. If you can't give us, can't give us some financial support, okay, okay, please, give us a credit, and we will give you back money after the war. I guess that $223 million a day is not enough for Voldemar Zelensky. <laughs> No, that's because that's what we give so far. I think we're up to 117. So by now, probably 120 million. We're pledged to give 200. I apologize. I'm being a Biden here for a second by uh, mixing up billions and millions. We've given it. We've already given 117 billion dollars, 223 million dollars a day. I guess that's not enough for him. And now he knows that everybody's distracted by what's going on in Israel. So now he's begging for money. And even John Kirby has come out and said, you know, after they said they're never going to abandon Ukraine, typical Democrat, never going to abandon Ukraine, which means we're going to abandon Ukraine as soon as it's politically expedient for us to do so, is now started to, starting to talk about limiting uh, financial support for Ukraine. And you're like, Tom, how can, how can you be that callous? They're being attacked by Russia. No, you know what? Again, what Russia is trying to get, I'm not justifying anything Russia's doing. 
But you need to remember how Ukraine was formed and that you have two, the two uh, breakout provinces inside of Ukraine, Luhansk and Donetsk, I believe is their names. Yep. Aaron's checking for me. Luhansk and Donetsk, who cried out to Ukraine over and over again. They're the Russian-speaking provinces inside of Ukraine who are every day asking for Volodymyr Zelensky to take them over like he did Crimea. So they're asking. It would be like, you know, having, think about it if it was us and we had two states somewhere that were part of another country that were full of Americans speaking English, calling out every day for us to come take them over. That's what's going on. Because who, who decided whether, what parts of Ukraine were going to be Russia and who parts, parts of Ukraine weren't, all that going back to all those different accords or whatever. So that, that's all. And, and, and those two breakout provinces are repeatedly being harassed by Volodymyr Zelensky and harassed by the ASOF uh, uh, Nazi battalions from Volodymyr Zelensky. That can't be possible because Volodymyr Zelensky claims to be Jewish. There's plenty of Nazi, there's plenty of Nazi collaborators that are Jewish, i.e. George Soros. So he, he has Nazi battalions that are, that are perpetually harassing these two Break out these two provinces, two states, Luhansk and Donetsk, inside of Ukraine. He's, he's harassing them, and they're crying out to be annexed into Russia. And Vladimir Putin did it. You notice, where is all this, where is all, of, why is Vladimir Putin, I thought he was supposed to march all the way across Ukraine. You don't think that he could have already done that? Everything that, I have a whole expose on Ukraine, again, I, I keep telling you that and I never get to it. Because it's just kind of, it's kind of back page right now, but I've got a whole thing on it. And it never gets old, all the facts are the facts. And you notice how the Biden White House isn't talking about Ukraine right now? It's because everything happening in Ukraine, you have mass surrender of Ukrainian soldiers to Russia. They're having to pull men out of cars, pull men out of trains and buses inside of Ukraine and forcing them to the front line with no military training. They have nothing. They're, they're losing their, all their, their fall offense. What happened to their fall offense? Their autumn offensive. Uh, nothing. Where's all the retractions and apologies and we were wrongs from the Biden administration? None. They're just liars. Go to the next one for me. I just want to show you this to prove it to you. Clandestine tweet. Just bring just, Yeah, there you go. Zelensky, Zelensky to cancel Ukrainian election. This is the guy we're going to go fight for democracy. So let me, you know, do we cancel elections in World War II? Do we cancel elections in World War I? We cancel that. Maybe we did. I'll have to check. I don't, uh, you don't cancel elections if you are a democracy. So you're going to go fight for Now, remember now, there is no... Opposition media in Ukraine. That was all canceled. Who's more? Now, this is a guy who loves the Ossoff Nazi battalion. So what's more Nazi than getting rid of all your political opposition parties? Nothing more not, nothing more Hitler than that. But we're going to go fight for democracy? This is a democracy. Again, everything that they say is the opposite of the label they put it on. So if they're saying you're going to go fight for democracy, you're going to fight for authoritarianism. Says now is not the right time for elections and that Ukraine must dedicate all resources to defense so they can't have an election. They can, but you know what? They can have Bono over there. <laughs> they can have uh, uh, Sean Penn come over there. Uh, Nancy Pelosi strewing down her, uh, strutting down uh, like Main Street in her pantsuit. America's never delayed a presidential election, even during war. Thank you, Aaron. I knew he'd find out for me. So uh, you're going to go fight for democracy of a man who just canceled an election? It's canceled. Not just canceled. Banned all op. You cannot say one negative thing about Volodymyr Zelensky or going to jail. Banned all opposition media and all opposition parties. There's one TV station and it's pro Zelensky. That's it. That's it. You're not allowed to be anti Zelensky. If there was, why don't we ever see it? Why? Where are all the anti Zelensky posts on X? There aren't allowed. They're not allowed. 
Where's all the war footage, by the way, inside of Ukraine? There isn't any. It's weird, isn't it? It's almost as if it's like a whole fake war. You're telling me, Tom, think people aren't dying? No, the thing is, Voldemar Zelensky's getting filthy, rotten, rich. And it benefits him that this war continues on. Doesn't hurt him at all. He's hosting Sean Penn. He's hosting Bono. He's hosting Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell. And Lindsey Graham will all come and lick his boots, kiss his butt and lick his boots. He gets to do all that. He gets to be called a hero. Gets, this is an actor who loves to wear spandex and dance around. Who loves to now he gets to he gets to uh, travel around the globe, appear at the at the Emmys and the Academy Awards, and at various other libtard festivals with his military garb on. Everybody sings his praises, calls him the second coming of Saint whatever. Second coming of Churchill, he gets all of that. So he wants this war to continue on. While he buys a multi-million dollar, well, it wasn't multi-million, $1.3 million property in Spain. Zelensky holding Ukraine hostage and refusing to relinquish power. Zelensky has been upgraded to dictator. Not now, he's been a dictator from day one. So let me show you this stuff here. I've been trying to get to it. I want to show you this. This is an absolute uh, truth video with Emerald Robinson. Don't get confused. Now, I know this seems a little dated because I'm going back to how Jenna Ellis pled, you know, pled guilty. They're all planning, you know, pleading guilty, uh, whether it's Sidney Powell or whatever at the, at the show trial in Atlanta under Fannie Willis for election. Inter- you have the election interference that's federal. That's the Jack Smith case under Tanya Shutkin in D.C. All so you have the leftist prosecutor. The leftist judge, the leftist jury, the leftist grand jury, the leftist appellate court, and you're going to appellate court. You're going to get a fair trial. Absolutely not. Same thing in Georgia, by the way. Same thing right here. Leftist prosecutor, leftist judge, leftist jury, leftist grand jury. The only thing you have is a possible not leftist appellate court inside of Georgia. So you're not going to get a fair trial. There's no way. Again, I don't want to go deep into this because I want to actually show you this before I go. But you need to understand the current state of our judicial system. You got to get it. You've got to understand it. Well, as long as I'm innocent, I will never be found guilty. There's nothing to stop them from finding you guilty. All they have to do is say that you're guilty. What are the cops going to not take you to prison after Fannie Willis declares you guilty or her judge, whose wife is a supporter of Michelle Obama? The judge in New York, Engeron, whose chief clerk is a leftist activist, and so is he, by the way, and very close with Chucky e. Schumer in one way or another. So you can't, you're like, no matter, I have exculpatory evidence that shows that I'm innocent. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Tom, you, you're, you're saying that the entire court system then is corrupt. That's what I'm saying. If you are brought to a, ju- a blue jury in a blue district, in a blue jurisdiction, with a blue judge and a blue prosecutor and a blue defense attorney even, unless you hire your own, you're going to be found guilty even if you weren't there on the day of the crime. Even if you show them you weren't there. Doesn't matter because what's, what matters to them is a political expediency and a political agenda. You must be found guilty. Jenna, Jenna Ellis is a coward and not a very intelligent human being, but she's completely innocent. She is completely innocent. But what I want to show you now in light of, the, and I have other new material too, is we don't need to back off of the narrative that there's mass election fraud. Trump was cheated out of the election. I mean, again, you have to look at facts and deny absolute fact. When have you ever in the history of the United States, like Aaron just showed you a minute ago, 
We've never not had an election. That's the truth. We've never not had a presidential election, even during World War I, World War II. Never. That's the truth, right? Etched in stone. Done. When have we ever stopped counting ballots in the middle of the night? Why would anybody need rest when everybody's working eight-hour shifts and you, go, you work eight hours, you go home? And another 24-7. Why would anybody need rest? And the narrative was that they need rest. The narrative was that there was a, a water main break inside of the, of the uh, Atlanta whatever, whatever, I can't remember the name of this, the Atlanta, whatever, the, the, mat, the stadium where they're counting elections inside of Atlanta. Fulton County something. I'll just call it Fulton County Center. So they were, there's, there's a water leak. Turns out to be basically a urinal leak. And they shut down the election. We sit there and we watch Ruby Freeman put the same ballots. To, I mean, why isn't it over at that moment? Why, why isn't the whole election, the uh, certification of the election, the verification of the election, why isn't the, the validity of the election why isn't it over right there? Well, you watch Ruby Freeman, who got a medal of freedom. So Freeman got a medal of freedom from Joe Biden because she put in at least four times the same ballots into the same machine after they sent home every Republican poll watcher because of the water main leak. They sent everybody home, but then the Democrats come back in the room, pull out ballots from underneath covered carts, when all the Republicans were gone, why didn't they, if they were going to keep counting him, why didn't they call the Republican poll workers back? See, that right there invalidates everything. Why isn't it over? Because as a leftist, they look at it and say, you know what? If we lie long enough and we call everybody an election denier, and we call them all election denying conspiracy theorists, they'll back off. And all that they know that most judges are cowards that won't take up these cases. And it actually, to their quote-unquote credit, it actually worked. They'll say, every single case that was brought before a judge, the judge found that there was no election fraud. Bold-faced lie never went before a judge. It was all denied by judges from ever being heard, saying that it, for lack of standing. So I want to show you this absolute truth video. Starts off talking about Jenna Ellis, but then goes into a, you know, a, a vaster, uh, more ex, a vaster expose of election fraud. Three minute video. You got to see it though. Play it for me. CNN, which appears to have full access to Fannie Willis's team. The Fulton County District Attorney has discussed plea deals with six other of the total 18 co-defendants in her RICO case against Donald Trump. CNN is saying Willis is trying to flip as many co-defendants as possible. Three of the 18 have already entered into plea deals, as we previously discussed on the show. Now, a few days ago, Trump attorney Jenna Ellis accepted a plea deal in Fulton County where she read a televised and scripted apology that was straight from the Stalin show trials in the 1930s. The judge announces to the courtroom that Ellis is not required to do so in any way, but that she can address the cameras and make a public statement. Her lawyer then provides a copy of her forthcoming public statement, you know, spontaneous one, and then the judge admits that he already has a copy of it as an attachment to state exhibit number one. Listen to the key phrase in her tearful apology. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information, especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. 
This is called Blame Shifting 101. Here's what Jenna Ellis used to say about the stolen 2020 election. What happened is that at about 10.30 at night in that uh, voting center location, the, uh, the the election officials told everyone to just go home, stop counting, and then four people remained behind. And you can see from the video that they reached under a table and took out four big boxes of ballots and kept scanning them through through the night. And so this is what uh, my co-counsel, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, described as the smoking gun. This verified the testimony that we already had from uh, other uh, poll watchers and other people who were there who said that they had to leave and that they described all of these irregular activities and the violations against the law. So it's time to fact check the obvious nonsense of Jenna Ellis's plea deal speech because a few innocent souls might be confused by this garbage. The state of Georgia has refused to allow anyone to review Fulton County's ballots in defiance of the law to this very day. So election fraud is an established fact, no matter what Jenna Ellis pleads. Heck, the voting machines are not even certified to be used in elections. Incredibly, 102 Georgia counties could not produce their Dropbox surveillance videos for the stolen 2020 election, and 72 counties were forced to admit that all those videos had been destroyed. So election fraud is an established fact, no matter what Jenna Ellis pleads. Then there's more than 300,000 ballot transfer forms missing in Georgia's 2020 election. So election fraud, again, is an established fact, no matter what Janet Ellis pleads. In fact, the vote counting stopped on election night in 2020 in six swing states at the same time, which made international news headlines around the world. And so, again, election fraud is an established fact, no matter what Janet Ellis pleads. So please don't be confused. The 2020 election fraud was obvious and rampant everywhere. A judge in Wisconsin ruled last year that the Wisconsin Elections Commission ran the 2020 election in an illegal manner. So election fraud is an established fact no matter what Jenna Ellis or Sidney Powell or anyone else is forced to plead. Just on Wisconsin real quick, as Admiral Robinson was talking about, it was illegal. Why was it illegal? You had a judge stipulate that the election was illegal inside of Wisconsin. And again, as a leftist, they will look at that and say, no, it was perfectly fine. Okay, you are looking at absolute truth. That would be like going up to the Grand Canyon and say, that's a flat. That's just flat, right? Before you go ahead, we'll walk off it then, clown. Yeah. So yet you have the judge in Wisconsin saying that the election was illegal because they unilaterally changed election law where people could vote from home, where people could use Zucker boxes, no signature verification ballots, mass mail-in ballots, mail-in, you can't, what they're doing now where they just mail ballots to everybody, where people receive 17 ballots in a house that has two residents, so none of those ballots could ever be stolen or anything. So because they unilaterally changed their election processes, that's illegal. It's, it's not even Wisconsin state law, it's constitutional law. All election law changes inside of states has to go through the state, House, and Senate for approval. But it was done instead by their health administrators because there's an existential threat to your life to go to a polling place with a 99.9% survival virus in the air. You know what? You know how often there's a 99.9% survival virus in the air? Uh, every day of your freaking life. No, there was, there was something to COVID. No, there wasn't. And this is one of the purposes of COVID. In Georgia, as Emma Robertson was saying there, 
In Georgia, there was no re- no review of obviously uh, faulty ballots. No review, and that's illegal. Uh, non-certified, and again, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I can't help it. You always say you always have to remember that Perkins Coie, Mark Elias, met with fraudulent Republican Democratic Party shill who calls himself a Republican, who was just reelected, Brad Raffensperger, who who uh, run, you know runs the elections inside inside of uh, inside of Georgia. Met with them, met with them in March of 2020 to change the adjudication process of ballots. Why would a so-called Republican who runs the elections inside of the state of Georgia, so-called Republican, so-called conservative, meet with Mark Elias from Perkins Coie? Remember Perkins Coie? Hired you had Hillary Clinton, then the DNC hired Perkins Coie, who hired Fusion GPS who hired Christopher Steele, who hired Igor Danchenko, and put together the whole collusion hoax, the Steele dossier. So why would an alleged Republican meet with a hyper-leftist attorney from Perkins Coie to unilaterally, illegally change, because you have to go in order to, to change the election processes inside of a state, it has to go through the House of Representatives inside of the state. So why would he do that? Who is Brad Raffensperger? What he is is a globalist, leftist, Democratic Party shill who calls himself a Republican, who says Republican things, but legislates as a Democrat. That's who, that's who that Brad Raffensperger is. The, none of their machines are even certified in the state of Georgia. And, and by the way, just so everybody knows, whether you love DeSantis or whether you love Trump, and this stuff, stuff hasn't changed, we're going to lose Georgia again. Yep. It's over. It's already over. And we'll lose the election again, and we'll never win a nation, another national seat ever. That's a fact. I'm talking about Senate or president, ever. We'll win some jurisdictional things. Unless it's changed, those four things that I've told you over and over again, unless those four things change, we will not win another election. Fraudulent elections. Establishment GOP, no money and no message. If those things don't change, and I think that DeSantis has a good message, I think Trump has a good message. If Trump bails out, I'll easily vote for DeSantis. If DeSantis bails out, I'll easily vote for Trump. Right now, I'm leaning Trump. No video produced. You're supposed to have video surveillance on all these Zucker boxes. Why do you even have Zucker boxes? Zucker, Zucker boxes are illegal. Therefore, invalidating the election. 300,000 ballot transfer forms that are missing. Missing. And that's a valid election? So I have to show you this now. This is a Julie Kelly tweet. I was in a federal courtroom a few weeks ago. Now this is, I'm looking, I don't have the date on this. This is from, this is from probably a month ago. A few weeks ago when, when Judge Chris Cooper, in criticizing the defendant's belief that this is a 1-6 trial, that the 2020 election was legitimate, was illegitimate, said 60 or more lawsuits concluded that there was no election fraud. So you have a judge, a judge. This is a man deciding whether somebody spends years in prison or not. A judge who is supposed to know the law, no no precedent from the law, and he's, he's actually judging trials based on people who are denying the election, so he should know whether they have a point or not, right? If you are going to be judging and judging a trial, these are one six defendants who are claiming that the election was fraudulent, which it was. They're claiming that the election was stolen from Donald Trump, 
which it was. And this judge says during during this during this hearing or during this trial said that 60 or more lawsuits concluded there was no election fraud. Is this a well-informed judge or a galactically ignorant fool? Well, here's the data, again from Julie Kelly. Debunking the media's claim that all Trump's 2020 election challenges were baseless. That's what the media says. Because the media is Pravda, the media is Mockingbird, and the media is Goebbels. They will say anything the DNC tells them to say because they are so devoid of self-respect and human dignity that they're willing to be a stenographer for another human being. How pathetic are you? An election integrity review conducted on 92 court challenges, 92. Listen to the numbers. Even, even make sure, make sure that you keep this podcast, write these numbers down. You may have to go over it a couple times to write them down. An election integrity review conducted on 92 court challenges filed over the 2020 election found that a clear majority of the cases decided on the merits were ruled favorably for the plaintiffs. Favorably for us. We were the ones saying that there was a mass election fraud that caused the overturning of the election. It caused Trump to lose. And they were found favorable. The ones that were heard were found favorable for the plaintiff, for those that were saying that there was mass election fraud, particularly the Republican Party of the Trump campaign. The election review noted the cases decided on the merits. In other words, they weren't just dismissed for lack of standing which is what even the cowardly Supreme Court did, including Clarence Thomas, including including, uh, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, all of them. Cowards. Cowards. For not taking the case. The election review noted the case is decided on merits and those that were dismissed for lack of standing or other procedural issues. Some non-merit reasons for stopping lawsuits from going forward are for standing, timing, judicial authority, and moot. Not enough malfeasance to make a difference. How would you know, how would you dismiss a case for moot for not enough malfeasance when you've never heard the case? Right. The list of court cases decided on the merits where they actually heard the facts, meaning the plaintiff was able to argue the facts of the case, and if applicable, given an opportunity to present evidence via discovery, as well as the links to the case, information can be found below. You're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna bookmark this remark, the Arizona Sun Times. This is a compilation of the 2020 election challenges and what became of them despite the mainstream media bold-faced freaking lies. I'd added bold-faced freaking on that. <laughs> that 60 plus election challenges found no evidence. Now that's what the I'm glad you left that up, Heather. Leave it up. That's what this judge was overseeing cases of people claiming that the election was interfered with and that the election was fraudulent. So he is espousing the lies of the Goebbels media. He didn't look into it. Could he, could he, look at, could he not read this article? He could read this article because here are these 60 cases he's talking about. Despite the mainstream media's bold-faced freaking lies that 60-plus election challenges, as the judge states, found no evidence of wrongdoing, There were actually 92 cases with only 30 decided on their merits, one-third. And of those 30, Trump and or the GOP plaintiff prevailed in 22 out of 30. Those are, what what happened here, Judge? What happened, uh, Chrissy? Chrissy Coopy? What happened? You're a liar from the bench? 
The case entries, many, 22. So the ones that were actually heard, so they actually listened to 30 cases. And of those 30 cases, Trump or the RNC or the GFP won 22 out of 30. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's more than two thirds. <laughs> the case entries, many linking to Stanford's Healthy Election Project, confirm the statusism rulings. It is the. Uh, Debate, it is debatable whether affirmative rulings in all the cases would have been sufficient to lead to Donald Trump being elected instead of Joe Biden. That doesn't matter. I'm going by what I'm talking about what the judge said here. The pivotal lawsuit may have been the Texas case brought by A.G. Ken Paxton contending that a, that a number of swing states made unconstitutional, unconstitutional election changes because you're not allowed to do them unilaterally. They have to go through the House. You cannot say that you're going to run elections using mass mail-in ballots without it being approved by the House and Senate, which most of those states, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, many of those, many of those states, you know, you had the six states and the seven cities that overturned the election with 42,000 votes. That's all it took. They all, they all ran fraudulent elections based on a unilateral decision to do mass mail-in balloting. There was no need to do mass mail-in balloting, but they did it anyway. The pivotal lawsuit may have been the Texas case brought by AG Ken Paxton. And by the way, you can do mass mail-in balloting as long as the House approves it, but it wouldn't have been approved by the House. So they did it using the medical experts. They did it using their attorney generals, and that's illegal. It's patently illegal, which invalidates the entire election. So you're saying, Tom, it should have been done all over again? Yes, should have done all over again, which is, by the way, what Trump wanted. Trump asked Pence, send it back for a forensic audit of how this election was conducted. That's all he said. There's no overturning of the election. It was an investigation into the election. And Mike Pence being a bent over, butt-licking, butt butt, I'm going to leave it at butt-licking. It's supposed to be uh, boot-licking. I'm going to call him butt-licking. Butt-licking, boot-kissing, I'll just reverse it. Man that he is, the Judas coward that he is that claims Christianity and just dropped out of the presidential race because he absolutely was getting 0% of the vote. He might have been lower than Christie. I mean, how, how much lower do you have to be than pie man? <laughs> but he just bowed. I mean, that's all that was asked for. Nobody's trying to overturn an election. We're at, we want to investigate the election. Not, and, oh, and, and that makes you... Anti-democracy or a threat to our democracy. An insurrectionist, even though that's what Democrats call for every single time they lose. But when we do it, it's a threat to the democracy, anti-democracy, a threat to our republic. To even, to even challenge an election. Nobody, listen, all we want to do is look at the ballots, look at how the election was conducted, because it was all illegal. Ken Paxton contending that a number of swing states made unconstitutional election changes, which is absolutely true, because they did not go through the state legislators. I mean, it's almost like I know what I'm talking about. This case was denied by the Supreme Court, despite the Constitution stipulating its original jurisdiction. If you have 22 states, that's, that's what Ken, Ken, Ken Paxton was leading. 21 states were claiming they want this heard by a court on its merits. 21 states. And the Supreme Court, because of its cowardice, said, you have lack of standing? How do you have lack of standing for a national election when you're 21 states? Cowardice. Absolute cowardice. Furthermore, many states have since decided that 2020 election practices, such as the inclusion of privately funded sucker boxes, were either illegal or subsequently outlawed. 
It doesn't matter now that it's done, though, right? All right, I'll stop there. 18 minutes in overtime. I didn't get done with all my election stuff, but I'll <laughs> let it go. For now. Let it go for now. I just wanted you to know the actual statistical data. We, out of the cases we are allowed that were actually heard on their merits, that you were allowed to actually argue the case, we won 22 out of 30. So whenever you hear uh, all 60 cases were brought, no, 90 were brought, only 30 were heard, and out of the 30 cases that were actually heard, we won 22 of them. That's the stats. Memorize that stat for your leftist pals, if you have any left. <laughs> so there you go. All right, 18 minutes. Listen, stick around for the post game. Great, listen. You've got to stick around for these post games. you got to. I put together these videos. You've got to see them. I just, I just pull them off. Aaron puts them on the show. They're fantastic. you got to just stick around. You'll be entertained for the next 10 minutes. Just a couple little advertisements for... For this podcast, for Foundation Church, a little bit of me preaching for, I don't know, how many seconds or anything, 30 seconds maybe? Yeah. Whatever. Stick around. Two minutes from now, the post game starts. Stick around for that. That'll last for about maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of five, 10 minutes. Love you all. Back here Thursday night. Don't miss it. Full 90 minutes of fury. 671 people on. Let's see how many I can keep sticking on for the pot, for the post game tonight. Back here, 830 Thursday night. Don't miss it. And one more thing. May you be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. See you Thursday night. If you really want happiness, you want peace, you want joy, if you want victory, you want a great marriage, whatever it is that you want, it's the power of the Holy Ghost. And that comes through salvation, that comes through receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't, everything else is a waste of time. Okay, well, we win the presidency. Okay, you'll be empty. You will be. It doesn't work. Nothing, nothing works but God. You can fight it all you want. You can waste your whole life. This isn't even the message yet. This is all for free. You can waste your whole life chasing something else. You can. You're not designed for anything but, but to be the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. You waste your whole life looking for other things. Nothing works. No guy will work. No girl will work. No thing will work. No job will work. No vacation will work. No destination will work. Nothing. You're not designed for it. Again, it's like, it's like running a tractor in a Formula One race. It doesn't work. You can try it. You can be out on the track and participate, but it doesn't work. So I urge you, I urge you, dive into God.